Good morning and welcome to Monday in Manhattan. This is our weekly broadcast from City Administration to keep you in the loop. You can find out more about local government at the city's website, cityofmhk.com. Hi, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, today is Monday, March 1st, and we're here to bring you some information from Monday in Manhattan. My name is Vivian Uccello. I'm the public information officer for the city, and it's my job to kind of communicate with the public and the media and let people know how things are going. And today um, joining me is Jared Wassinger. So Jared, would you introduce yourself, talk about how long you've been with the city and what your, what your role is? Sure. First of all, it's great to be back on Monday in Manhattan, Vivian. I know we've, we're just kicking this off again. So really glad that we're starting this up again to communicate with the public. My name is Jared Wassinger. I'm the assistant to the city manager. I've been with the city of Manhattan, working for the city for five years now. I've been living in Manhattan for almost 10 years now. Went to K-State. I'm from Hayes, Kansas. So went, went to the university here and then got a job with the city uh, out of college, which has been a great experience uh, working with the public. I do a lot of different things. Uh, Vivian and I were just joking before about it, my job descriptions, probably other duties as assigned because a lot of things come up with uh, the city commissioners uh, or, or city staff. I work a lot with our organization internally, work directly with Vivian on communications to the public. I've worked on projects from e-scooters. Uh, I was the one in charge of that one when we were rolling out that ordinance and working with Link to the massage therapy ordinance a couple of years ago when we started regulating massage therapy, therapists and uh, businesses in Manhattan. So I work on a lot of variety of things. One of the, the big things that we're talking about today that I'm uh, kind of leading the effort on is the strategic plan uh, that we're going forth with as a city that we started in January, but a lot of different things. And I, I've got a lot of questions for you about this about the strategic plan. Um, we are, like you mentioned, we were about a year away from from this process we it's been a year since the pandemic really started here in kansas and um for that long like we haven't had time really to do the money in manhattan updates so we're doing this on facebook live right now so if you have questions please feel free to leave them in the comments and we'll do our best to address them either during the broadcast or afterwards um, via text we're also doing this as a podcast so there's a monday in manhattan podcast that's available for you um, any place you get your podcast. So I'll work to upload the episode probably this afternoon if you prefer to, to uh, consume the information that way. I'm, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So I'm kind of stoked about being able to offer this. But so I feel, let's just dive right in. Um, the sure. strategic planning process is kind of kicking off, uh, kicking in a full gear at least this month. Uh, can you give us the basics of what does a strategic plan mean for a local government? What does it do for us? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty uncommon, I guess, for the city of Manhattan because we don't have a current strategic planning document guiding uh, our organization and the sit services that we provide. The city and a lot of you probably know we've done a lot of other planning efforts before. We have our Manhattan area comprehensive plan, which uh, governs the land use of our community from annexation to rezoning. We did the Aggieville community vision plan. Uh, we did the downtown tomorrow plan uh, almost a decade or, or more ago when we redeveloped downtown. So a lot of planning processes 
we adopt a budget annually, which in a way is our annual plan of what we're going to do. Our annual budget includes things like uh, all of the operations within our division, as well as our capital improvement program, which is the money we spend on projects, equipment, large purchases uh, for the community. All of our utilities uh, has a kind of its own little uh, strategic plan, you could say, that looks out over the next five to 10 years of how we're going to address water infrastructure, how we're, where we need to address stormwater infrastructure. But overall, a strategic planning is a pretty common concept for cities. They look at the entire organization, the community that they serve, they look at all the services and programs that they offer, and then they reach out and let the community provide the feedback of what the community's vision is for the uh, Manhattan in our uh, sense. What services does the community want us to provide? What are the priorities if you had to choose one over the other or had to start narrowing things down? When the pandemic hit back in March a year ago, uh, we were in the middle of our 2021 budget process. So we budget on a calendar year. Our budget starts January 1 and is December 31st. So in the spring of 2020, we are planning for our 2021 budget. And that we knew that revenues were going to be significantly decreased for a community that relies heavily on sales tax uh, to operate our city. So we knew that was going to be down with uh, stay-at-home orders and just a different way of doing business. And it was difficult for us to make certain budget decisions. A lot of you are familiar with the things we did with uh, closing the pools uh, because we knew uh, there were a lot of revenue and staffing implications. But those decisions were made by our city staff and our city commission, our five elected uh, governing body, uh, people who kind of pass that budget each year. Uh, and we didn't have that strategic plan there to help us guide through some of those decisions with that, that was kind of driven by community feedback. So what we did in October is we started that process with a request for proposals to hire a consulting firm. And, and through that process, we received 13 firms across the country uh, to help uh, go through that endeavor. And we selected planning next and went into an agreement with them in January. And the process has been rolling since, and we're really starting to kick it off. So, Jared, you talked about making some of those difficult decisions and having uh, having to respond to the situation with the mm -hmm. pandemic and staff and city commissioners getting involved to, to make those tough choices. Would you say that having a strategic planning or a strategic plan in place means that kind of you're responding to the pub public input? as you have to make those decisions. So you know kind of where they stand, what matters most to the community. Is that how you would char characterize it? Yep, and, and I don't want it to sound maybe like uh, we needed to do this because of the pandemic. We, sh we, we should always be doing strategic plans and, and involve and engaging the public. That uh, This certainly heightened it where, where it, for the first time in a long time, we really needed to buckle down and make some of those more difficult decisions uh, because of the revenue shortfalls we were facing. But yeah, the, the idea behind a strategic planning process is that it's community focused, community driven, gathering those inputs from our residents to know where their priorities are to aid our, our city staff and our city commissioners to, to make those 
tough decisions when you need to scale back or make the decision on how to move forward with improvements, investments, because uh, it goes both ways uh, for sure. And, and, and that's where we're looking for that community feedback to, to really kick off this process. So at this point, who is involved in the process? Who's driving the work? Yeah, so like I said, we entered into that contract with uh, Planning Next, uh, and Planning Next is a city strategic planning consulting firm. They're out of Columbus, Ohio. They worked with a lot of college uh, towns and have a lot of experience in this. But there are a lot of different uh, groups, stakeholders, people putting into this uh, process, one of which is uh, city staff. You know, we are looking at the services we provide. We're providing all that information to our consultants who are going to facilitate this process. There's the city commission. They're ultimately going to adopt the strategic plan and use the strategic plan as they make decisions annually to adopt the budget. We have what's called our community project committee. Back in December, we uh, opened up an application process to, to create a, a, a community steering committee, you could say. And uh, that's a group of about 35, uh, a diverse representation of our community. It's pretty uh, impressive, uh, 35 people. Yep, and, and from all you know, different backgrounds, all locations across the um, city, uh, and, and 35 individuals that are, are going to meet with our planning consultants uh, about five times throughout the process. At the beginning, you know, we, we've had our first meeting uh, that was in February, and we have our next meeting actually this Thursday, uh, March 4th at 6 p.m., and that'll be broadcast on our website in Channel 3. But it, it was, it's a 35-member board that was appointed by the community or by our city commission, Right now, they're going to be uh, a major component is outreach. They're trying, we're trying to reach as many residents as possible, as many people as possible, so that they can provide input into the plan. But then throughout the process, they're also going to help uh, provide feedback and reactions to the results of the feedback that we receive from the public. There's a staff technical committee as well uh, from all of our nine departments in the city. And just an overview in case you're not familiar with all the departments in the city. We got a fire department. We have our airport, which is a city department. Uh, we have our city manager's office, human resources, finance, uh, our city attorney's office. Those are more administrative. Then we have our uh, other operations, our public works, which is streets, traffic, sewer, water, wastewater, stormwater. We have our parks and recreation department, which is our recreation trails, recreation programs, that includes our pools, it includes our animal shelter, our cemetery, lots of things. And then uh, lastly, and hopefully I didn't forget one, uh, community development, which like I mentioned earlier, they look over our um, comprehensive land use plan and, and they work with uh, applications, developments, annexations, rezonings, uh, th those future uh, planning documents, like I mentioned, like downtown tomorrow and Aggieville community vision. I think you got them all, but- um, One thing I was missing though, on, is, go ahead, Vivian. I was gonna say the zoo and the Discovery Center are under Parks and Rec, part of that yeah. department. No. Or you yeah, everything from A to Z, right? From the, from the airport to the zoo. Mm -hmm. So those are a few of the uh, people involved in the process. There's more to that though. There's the public who's involved. Uh, and we have created a project website 
Uh, it's called uh, www.engagemhk.org slash Crossroads. Uh, Crossroads MHK is, is the, the name and brand of our uh, strategic plan uh, process, which is going to be an eight-month process. That website is going to allow for the public to go to that, uh, fill out surveys, sign up for public meetings, provide inputs and comments on planning documents uh, throughout the process so that we can engage all of our residents. And there'll be other opportunities uh, that we'll probably talk about here a little bit about how the public can get involved. And then the other uh, group uh, is our consultants. Planning Next is, is another person. They're really helping facilitate this process. Well, the framework of, of what we're going to try and achieve over the eight-month process, they're going to be the ones leading a lot of our public meetings. So you'll be seeing from uh, Jamie and Sarah, who, who are kind of the leads on uh, Planning Next, but they'll be the ones facilitating those conversations with the public facilitating conversations with our staff and community committees, as well as facilitating conversations with our city commission. That's a lot, a lot of people involved in this process and hopefully um, all of you listening too, you're interested, mm -hmm. you like to share your input. So there are opportunities for people right now, if they want to participate, there's a survey online. And I think this is a good, good segue into showing folks the website. If you can share your screen and sure. give a quick tour. I also put a link to the website in the comment section on the Facebook Live. So you can click right there and take a look, a look for yourself too. Yep. So this is uh, engagemhk.org. This is the homepage. Uh, we're actually utilizing, it's called Bang the Table. It's a software that is going to allow us to use this site moving forward for engagements on lots of projects going on. Uh, you can see here that we have our Crossroads MHK project. A good example, Samantha in our community development project or community development department has also created a resilient Wildcat Creek project on this page where uh, she's uh, engaging the public there. But the project website here that I've clicked on, again, it's engagemhk.org slash crossroads. And this right now is viewable to the public. Anyone can go to it. It has really good descriptions of the plan, what we're trying to achieve, what the process is going to look like over the next eight months. As you can see here on the right, we have our first round of public engagement coming up the week of March 22nd. There are links on our webpage to uh, attend any of the virtual meetings uh, that we're going to have throughout the week of March 22nd. We are doing virtual just because, uh, you know, we're still kind of in uh, the, the pandemic mode. I know Riley County Health Department has changed some of their rules, uh, but, you know, we've been planning this well in advance and, and we wanted to make sure everyone felt comfortable during this first opportunity. So we have meetings, uh, virtual meetings that are going to be an hour in length. And there are links here on, on the website that you can click to register to participate March 22nd. Uh, over the noon hour, Tuesday, March 23rd, we're having a morning option at, at 7.30 a.m., Wednesday, March 24th, an evening one, 7 to 8 p.m., and then Thursday, March 25th at 6 to 7 p.m., and that way folks can participate in these meetings uh, from the comfort of their home. Uh, they'll be via Zoom, a, a Zoom platform. There'll be uh, overviews from our planning consultants on the plan. We're going to have breakout sessions for people to talk about the vision of Manhattan and what they hope to achieve. There's going to be some polling features where people can uh, take polls on uh, their computer or on their smartphone 
uh, during the meeting to try and get some inputs as we uh, kind of figure out where this plan's headed. Right now, we're really in that uh, analysis period where we're gathering the idea of what uh, folks uh, want to see in our community. So over the next couple months in, in May, June, and July, we can really start looking at recommendations and action items for our strategic plan. There is also a survey. Last thing I'll mention on the page is uh, it, it's a quick survey. It's really to kick off the process. We're asking people to tell the us and the consultants what they think about the future of Manhattan and what they hope it will be like in 10, 15, 20 years. We're also wanting to know what are the core services uh, that individuals see the city government uh, should be responsible for. And that's going to help us move forward with uh, some of these uh, questions. You will be prompted uh, if you've never been to this page, once you click on a link to take the survey, just to register with the site just uh, you know, a username and we're asking some pretty basic information about the lo geographic location of where you live in Manhattan, age and, and a couple other things. And that just helps us. So when we, at the end of the day, say there are 500 people who took this first survey, we, get, we can understand in general uh, in an aggregated form who we reached and who um, is, is taking these surveys and providing input. So then if that's maybe a, there's an underrepresented- there, I'm sorry? That's a, that's a little brief overview of the site. Yep, and if, um, as we're collecting the demographic information a little bit there, if we find that, you know, there's a neighborhood that's not really reporting or not really participating in the process, that lets us know we might need to reach out to them a little bit more. So please do sign in, share your information, take the survey. And that, that's kind of the fun part to me. I like thinking about the future. I don't have a really clear vision of what I want Manhattan to be. But I, I have ideas of how I want it to feel and um, kind of what makes me comfortable in a community, what, what makes me proud. And I, um, when people sign up for the meetings, is there a capacity limit? Are we accepting like to a certain point or can we're trying to get as many as possible? There isn't a capacity limit for the virtual meetings and we'll definitely, uh, we're going to have a lot of facilitators outside of our strategic planning consultants to help with those breakout sessions so that it's manageable. You know, we don't want a breakout session of 30 or 40 people where uh, individuals don't feel that they can get a voice in within that uh, time frame that they're discussing. So we're going to break that down so it you, you can get into small groups and, and have those pointed discussions and, and be able to actually speak and talk during these meetings. This won't be a, uh, a lecture style meeting or a town hall meeting where only one person's talking the whole time. We want this to be collaborative and give everyone a, a chance to speak. There is going to be options too for those that don't have uh, technical uh, equipment or information, whether you don't have a smartphone or you don't have access to internet, we'll uh, have during these meeting times, we'll have the, the meeting live during uh, those times at City Hall and possibly the library. We're working on those now. So if you know of people who want to participate, but they can't because there's a technological limit to do that they can call the city and we can be sure to have an opportunity for them. We are also gonna try and do some, what's called meeting in a box uh, opportunities. If you can't make it to one of those uh, meetings, we're, we're gonna be looking to our community project committee to go and reach individuals where they are and ask some of the similar questions that are gonna be at this meeting so we can reach more, as many people as possible because that's ultimately the goal. 
And the hope then, um, you're hoping to do another round of these meetings in May, right? And if it's safe to do so, those will be in person. Because yeah. there's a different feel to it. Zoom has has helped us through this past year, but I know we're all anxious to, to get in a room and talk and see people. Yeah, and we definitely want to do that uh, in a safe way that we uh, can. Uh, likely, probably the Manhattan Conference Center. We are uh, eyeing the week of May 3rd as our second round of public engagement. Uh, hopefully have some of those in-person meetings. Uh, we, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to utilize the, the brand new addition to the Manhattan Conference Center and really get people in a room safely so they can spread out and, and provide feedback and input on the plan in a different way. Uh, yeah, it is, it, it is different. And I know people are probably getting tired of the Zoom meetings and the virtual meetings, but uh, this way, uh, you know, Planning Next specifically, they've done some strategic plans during the pandemic this last year, and they've gotten pretty good at the Zoom options and the breakout sessions. So they're pretty comfortable doing the virtual meetings with a lot of people, but hopefully at that week of May 3rd, we can really uh, do some more in-person stuff as well. Right on. We have time for about two more questions. One of them, I, it's kind of a tough one that I want to challenge you on. We're going to go through this whole process, gather the input. What are you going to do with it? Are people going to take the time to participate in these meetings, share their vision, and then not see any results? That's a great question. And that relies all on city staff to carry that to our city commission every year. Um, there is going to be an implementation strategy for the plan so that it isn't something that sits on our shelf, right? We, uh, and, and we're going to work with uh, Planning Next to create that implementation strategy. But uh, yeah, ultimately, Vivian, uh, the plan and the implementation and everything that um, comes of it, the vision, the strategic action items uh, that it says you need to get this done in year one, this done in year two, you know, these are the priorities. It's going to be staff's job to carry that message to our governing body every year and uh, propose a budget uh, that meets that vision. And this is true. Different. This is what it's the people want. The way, what's that? This is what the people want. This is what they've told us. Yep. And use this as your, as your framework, right? That's the goal. Yep. And, and that's, you know, going to be how we need to uh, orient new city commissioners to let them know about the strategic plan, the process that went through it, that we got community feedback, that this is what the, the community is saying. Because right now we're working on anecdotal information in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we hear things from a lot of people, uh, maybe not everybody, though. And it could be a certain group of people that we're hearing stuff from. So this is going to be a collective plan that hopefully... Uh, the city commission and the community uh, can, can rally behind and we can move forward with that every year. But yeah, the implementation, Vivian, it, it's honestly, it falls on city staff and the city commission to do that each year and look to the plan. And so thinking of it that way, this can't be a one and done then. So we can't have one plan that informs decisions for the indefinite future. Are you thinking of doing this again in a certain number of years if it's successful? Yeah. yeah so. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to speak in generalities because I don't know what the exact plan is going to look like in August when we adopt it, hopefully. Uh, but generally, strategic plans range from zero to seven years. Uh, we're going to look at a, a 15 to 20 year vision for the community. It'll be a vision statement of kind of what we want Manhattan to be 
in the future. We're also going to look at the mission of our organization, which will be long term to, you know, what is the core mission of the city of Manhattan and the services that they provide our community. So those are more general big picture things, but then it's going to get down in the, the nitty gritty of the uh, strategic plan and the strategic action items. What are the goals of our community? Infrastructure, uh, I'm just speaking in generalities again, is it culture? Is it diversity? Is it oh, economic development, quality of life? And we're going to create those big goals uh, that are going to be driven again by the community and what we're hearing. And then we're going to create action items of, of how we need to reach those goals. And that'll, that, that's where that 70 year range comes in of what do we need to get done year one? What do we need to figure out over that two so, to three like year said, range? What do we need to really start thinking about, but maybe not, won't be a budget impact for another four to five years. But yes, the idea is too, that every two years or so, we're going to take that plan and then we're going to update it and make sure one, and that's, again, where the accountability comes in, too, because I'll, I'll be very disappointed if we adopt a plan and then two years later we come back and update it and planning next and the community's looking back at us and saying, well, you didn't do anything that we said to do, right? So, one, we're going to bring it back and, and probably go through another mini community engagement process to say, is this still your vision? Is this still our mission? Do you guys still want this to occur? You know, we found out that goal X uh, has a little some issues or some hiccups. How can we reaccomplish the same, you know, something similar that the community wants and then keep that trajectory going? But yeah, the plan is to continue to update it, continue to look back on it annually. Hopefully it really changes the, the annual process and how we do our annual budget, how we plan uh, you know, we want uh, when things come up, a lot of things come up in the community and we want to be able to look to the plan, too, and say, is this part of it? Is this part of what the community wants? Is this how we should spend our resources for sure? And we um, Monica on Facebook has a good question that relates to this accountability. Will the results of the feedback and the results of the plan uh, be published? Yes, of course. Uh, we're going to try and make this as an open process as possible throughout the planning process go to the project website, and that is where we're going to be updating all of our draft documents. People will have the chance, anyone in the public will have a chance to review some of those drafts before it gets to, uh, I'm speaking in generalities again, but say hopefully everything's wrapped up and we have a polished document that we're asking the city commission to adopt the first meeting in September this year at the end of the eight month process. Before all that, We'll have the draft vision out to you. We'll have the draft mission. We'll have some of those draft goals so that people can react to those, provide comments, and review all those things before we get to that. And, and we'll provide um, summaries of how the you know public rounds of engagement went and, and collective thoughts that we heard from all of the people who participated. Same thing with the surveys. Yeah, we want this to, to be out there so it's, it's clear to everybody uh, what we heard. That sounds good. I feel good like, question. yeah. Thanks, Monica. Um, and if anybody else has questions who's watching right now, please go ahead and put those in the comments. We're about to wrap up. Um, but I feel, and I think you feel the same way, Jared, that, you know, as, as public servants, which I think we are, we have a, a serious obligation to, you know, do what the public 
needs of us. We don't let a water main break, just sit there and say, well, you know, it's really cold out and we, we don't want to put our, our crews out to, to fix this. You're kind of on your own. We're out there. No, we um, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. And um, I don't think we've ever been of the opinion that, that we should, but this is again, part of like almost a sacred charge that, all right, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your priorities are. We want to hear your vision for the future of Manhattan. And we're going to help, we're going to help get there. Because we all, I mean, internally, we've got our vision, but it doesn't mean anything if the public doesn't, isn't on board. So this is, I don't know, not to get too cheesy about it, but like, this is democracy at work. You have yep. voice to share on the ballot. And then we, you don't get to answer open-ended questions on the ballot, but during the strategic planning process, you will. So um, the more you can make time to participate, I think the better the results will be. Yeah, and we understand people are busy too, and uh, it's not easy for everybody to um, take a Wednesday from six to seven p.m. to to join a public meeting or things like that. So that's is where we're really trying to take the uh, the engagement process to the public. The project website is, I would again reiterate to anyone listening, anyone watching, but that's the go-to. Um, Again, www.engagemhk.org slash crossroads. That will have uh, surveys. It'll have the updates on the plans. It'll have documents uh, once we move along in that process that people can review. Anytime there's a new survey, uh, you can sign up on there to receive a notification anytime something comes up and, and, and a new document is added. All those uh, capabilities are there. And th there'll be other things like the meaning in a box approach that I was talking about what we'll try to to go to people uh, so that uh, we, we can get in front of them to ask the questions if they don't have the the time or the resources necessarily to to take that hour to engage during some of those public engagement opportunities it was definitely an important process we're really excited about it uh, we, we've done a lot of preparation work and now you know you'll see a lot of posts from Vivian on uh, our social media accounts and we'll try and uh, Sorry about that, I had a phone call. And we'll try and uh, get this out to as many people as possible and, and keep talking about Crossroads MHK. That's great. I, I wanna ask you about the title, about the, the name too, but real quick, I wanna address a social media question. Rebecca um, points out, we need a little bit of work on the map that designate so people can self-designate which neighborhood in the oh, yeah. description wrong. So thank you for pointing that out. We will go in and make sure all of that's correct. Please kind of choose the number that, that fits best with where you live. Um, yeah. And then just as a final thought, um, that title, Crossroads MHK, um, we worked a lot on that. And I think it has a lot of meaning for where we are and where we want to go, making that choice. Do you want to talk a little bit about the, the symbolism there and what you, what you want people to carry with them um, as they think about yeah. that title? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, th that was one of the things that we wanted to create a logo and a brand uh, that's specific to this eight-month process and, and, and the process that we're embarking on with all the community engagement and feedback. And we wanted it to be representative of where we are now and what we hope to, to be in the future. So we worked with uh, our planning consultants who've done this hundreds of times with, you know, there's a lot of names we could have created. We could have made it Envision Manhattan or a bunch of other uh, cool thinking names, but ours was kind of unique in Crossroads MHK because we knew that, um, for lack of a better word, we are kind of at a crossroads. We've 
you know, we've been pretty stagnant in Manhattan in many ways uh, as a community, as it relates to growth, as it relates to, uh, you know, infrastructure upgrades. Uh, we have a lot of people in the community who want to see certain growth. They also want to see uh, stabilization and, and taxes. Uh, so there's a lot of demands that, that we're at least hearing from the community uh, during our public meetings about the, the vision that they have for the community and what they want city staff to dedicate time and resources on. So we're really at an op, a crossroads where we can go in a couple different ways. We can, we can keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we can add new services. We can scale back. The, the pandemic, like we talked about, has created some unforeseen challenges uh, that we're seeing right now where we really need to come together as a community and make some decisions about the the next couple of years. So there's a lot of tough questions out there. We got to be realistic too about what we can do as a community. Uh, so that's really kind of where we we came up with the, the crossroads, MHK, you know, choose our path, shape what matters because uh, the next couple of years are pretty pivotal in my opinion for uh, growth uh, in Manhattan. There's a lot of things that we want to see uh, continue. We want to see enrollment come back up at K-State. We want to see through a lot of uh, big initiatives uh, that we're doing. We want to remain to be a, a vibrant community that uh, families can thrive, individuals can thrive, and, and there needs to be tough decisions during that process. So that's that's kind of where we, we, we landed on Crossroads MHK. And then Planning Next staff created a cool little logo and they, they created our website to really uh, help it out. We wanted to, to also distinct have a distinction from our actual city of Manhattan logo to understand that this is a true you know, eight month process that's gonna hopefully lead to a, an annual a strategic plan that's gonna guide how we make decisions. I'm glad you brought up the eight months too. So this isn't something that we're gonna have results in a few weeks. This is a long process. We will share all of the results. Um, but right now what we need you to do is do some soul, soul searching. That's hard to say, soul searching and uh, figure out what do you want Manhattan to be? What kind of community do you want to live in? And then share those ideas with us and we'll, we'll move forward. So thank you for your time, Jared. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. And um, this video is going to be on Facebook. So feel free to share it. That would be great. And we're also going to pull the audio and add it to our weekly Monday in Manhattan podcast. And we'll be back again next week. I haven't decided on the topic yet, but we'll do that pretty soon. Um, kind of about this time. So we look forward to seeing you again. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Vivian.